Yoga is our lifestyle or our life guidance. <laughs> so we were just open to go with the rhythm of nature. Nature will bring the practice eventually to everyone. My conversation with Sol Nazar, a yoga teacher from Honduras, was so beautiful as we dove into her history and how getting in tune with yourself helps you to be inspired by your true nature. I hope that this conversation made you want to travel and to learn more from yoga teachers around the world, just like Sol and I both have done, and how it has changed both of our paths because of it. It can change yours as well. If you're looking to tune into a podcast episode that's all about yoga in Honduras, then this is the conversation for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Before diving into the episode, I wanted to invite you to head on over to my Patreon account. I would love your support and I'm thrilled to have this beautiful community space where we can do yoga together, meditate together, and you'll get access to exclusive content. Get ready for some private Zoom Q&As, free printable art, meditation recordings, and more. Follow the link in the show notes to get started or head on over to any of my social media channels or my website, wildyogatribe.com to hang out, get to know each other better and find out more about all the support and resources available to you. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Namaste, family, and welcome back to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. Today, I am so excited. I'm over the moon, actually, to have Sol Nazar. And if you recognize my little joke, it's because Sol's name means sun in Spanish. So I'm over the moon to have Sol here on the podcast. So Sol Nazar is a yoga teacher from Honduras, and she's been teaching yoga for 20 years, integrating her diverse training in Ashtanga, Iyengar, Kundalini, Shivananda, Jiva Mukti, Hatha, and Vinyasa styles. And she can and she combines her experiences in capoeira, dance, body expression, and theater to create these really unique yoga classes. She teaches yoga internationally and at the Yoga's Garden in Honduras. So thank you so much, Sol, for being with me today. Oh, thank you, um, Lily, for inviting me to this amazing focus. I'm happy to feel that our conversation is going to travel all the world. It's amazing what you're doing. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here and hello to everyone who's listening. Great. I'm, I'm a little uh, excited to see how this is going to flow. <laughs> me too, Sol. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. But just to start off, can you tell us about your journey into yoga and how you became a yoga teacher and really what inspired you to pursue this path? Okay, so... We are a family of yoga facilitators. My dad started when he was 13 years old. He was asthmatic. And then there was a guru from India traveling 
Central America. And she spoke about pranayamas and how pranayama would help a lot of things. And in between, she mentioned asthma. So my dad, he started practicing and never stopped. He now, like, he doesn't have asthma anymore. <laughs> and my mother practiced yoga while she was pregnant with me. And I have two brothers and one sister. And so the six of us, we're still learning on, like, the whole philosophy of yoga. Not just what everybody would think yoga is, which is not just asana or physical practice. I've been vegetarian since I was born and meditating. It's been with me always and connecting with energy. It's been in my life since I remember. And the asana practice, for example, it was like a game for our family on Sundays. In this way, we approach different ways of putting our body through asanas. And I discovered that doing this when I was very small helped me to not to be afraid to do something new. So I really never thought I was going to teach. And I feel that I'm not teaching. I am just guiding an experience. I studied business administration. <laughs> And then I just started traveling for three years. And when I came back, already my mom and my dad, they had the studio. And so I started teaching over there. But then I realized that, that while I was discovering something inside of me when I was guiding these practices, People attending the classes were also discovering something that were leading them to feel a lot more better with them and then realizing that everyone around them would like that. And then just life is easier in this way. And even though that people started coming to Yoga's Garden because, I don't know, my psychologist said that I have to come. Or, I don't know, I have a back pain, or I can't sleep, or something not necessarily related to yoga, like they wanted to heal something. <laughs> But then, because I think that the fact that we are a family and our way of living is always trying to be led by all this philosophy of yoga and the deep thing yoga is. So I think that this brings people to get deeper. So this opened a space to not just teach asana, but also to start opening spaces to meditation and the energy that we have been building in Yoga's Garden with the help of everyone who's stepping inside and, and having an experience there. It has built a vibration that had made, for example, vipassanas happened in the space and people from India also coming to Yoga's Garden. Basically, I feel <laughs> integrated with myself and with people around me and with the nature and all this energy through guiding these experiences. Yeah, that's it's so powerful, Soul, that you grew up with yoga 
as a family at practicing every Sunday together and knowing that your mom did yoga when you were in her womb, like just that, all that energy swirling around you and your family, your loved ones. It's just, it's really beautiful. I also know too, that you incorporate dance and capoeira and these body expressions and theater into how you teach yoga. I would love to hear you tell us more about how these elements complement or enhance the classical practice of yoga. Yeah, I always loved dancing and I always loved every artistic expression. When the expression comes from your heart, it's really touching your essence and it's liberating something. When I started teaching dance classes and body expression and also that people come to yoga classes like the combination was amazing because like for example you as humans we may be in the middle of a class a yoga class or dance class you're like looking at your neighbor or the teacher and always trying to compare and to do the same or to do it better or sometimes there's even a competition maybe not to your neighbor but also to yourself and I feel that an asana practice is not a competition it's an exploration to find your own guru your master it's yourself and it's inside of you and to listen to your nature, that voice inside of you, that intuition. So get in touch through these techniques, of artistic techniques of how to move without thinking gives you the freedom to find your asana in touch with your feelings and eventually get steady in that asana and enjoy yourself in that asana and not thinking oh my God, this is not alignment, but that you feel comfort and then you can just breathe in that asana. Not just movements of your body, but movements of your thoughts and your emotions, then you just can stay without that lot of movement and enjoy yourself, enjoy your nature. Because I, I felt that my dancing gives me like a knowledge also of my true motion, for example, of my articulations and how to put them, how to get to one asana from the other one and what's happening in between. It helps me also to stay in my body and not to travel on the past or in the future with my thoughts and just to be there. I started doing this tour. I lived in an ashram in the Sacred Valley in Peru. So I connect with a network of yoga studios around South America. So I started traveling doing this combination of first doing a corporal expression session and then to get yoga asana practice and then to get a meditation. So all this combo was amazing because then like the people would 
just move without thinking if they were pretty or, or if they were putting the body as it should be like a, just not thinking <laughs> and then after that getting into the asana without having any fear or judgment for themselves and then after that getting to a meditation So I discovered that it was a very interesting way to guide an experience from another approach that came from my journey uh, as an artist. Yeah, it sounds like through dance and through all of these body expression modalities, including theater, including capoeira, which is like Brazilian martial arts, which does have dance elements to it too. I feel like you're saying it transforms the asana practice to something that's more free. It like unlocks some of the rigidity of, you mentioned like looking around the room or really looking outside of the body. Do you feel like incorporating all those things brings people out of the mind and more into the body in a way that just asana can't? That's right. I, I really think that, for example, ballet. Ballet has a very, like a lot of rules, for example, for, for, to put it on the way and Or if you say Ashtanga Vinyasa, they have, for example, certain asanas and a way to go through, which is very interesting. I'm not saying anything is right or anything is wrong. I'm just saying that we need a guide, like, step by step because of the way we are. And then sometimes we need all the opposite, I think this is something I learned traveling and because I just started traveling to get the experience of another asana practices, another way of asana practices, um, Kundalini and, and Ashtanga. And so I discovered that we as different cultures, sometimes we need different approaches to our life goals. So I know that maybe for an asana practice, I need someone to tell me where to put my hand, where to put my pinky, <laughs> like where to look. And a lot of voices, sometimes I really need that. But sometimes I have too much of this in my life and I need the whole the different, totally different experience to get to the same point. But I've learned that as long as a technique or experience can get you in contact with your true nature and that your true nature is going to guide you through your asana practice and then to your meditation... So I think it's valid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved hearing you say, so how you traveled to other countries to see how different cultures needed yoga in different ways and just different people, right? We're all so different. And Ashtanga Vinyasa isn't perfect for everyone. <laughs> Neither is <laughs> Nin. And, and it also isn't sometimes right for that 
period of your life either. Things do change. And so I love that you've been teaching and traveling. That's something I did too. I'm a big believer, obviously, in the importance of learning from other people and learning their yoga methodologies and philosophies and just love that you've done it as well. And so a lot of our listeners to Soul are yoga teachers who are interested in finding more opportunities to teach yoga abroad. Do you have advice for people who are looking to travel and teach abroad? And I know you have been involved in international yoga events and congresses and photo shoots, so you can highlight anything you'd like or any advice that you have to share. I really think that the first thing is for you to really be sure about what is your intention, what is moving you. Because learning is one intention, sharing is one. If you are really tuned with your intention and you have it very clear, so this is the vibration that you are sending to the universe and the universe will just get back that vibration if you're really in touch with it. When I'm traveling, I'm just open to to every door. <laughs> and I remember that when I started traveling, I'm 42 years old. And when I started traveling, there was no Instagram. <laughs> so the connection was that, like people would say, oh my God, I come from this city and there's a school there and you can go there and I don't know. <laughs> so I think that I really want to get in touch with people. For example, I know that media, <laughs> media is a, a really useful tool, but I just feel that it, it's a lot of energy put in there. And at the end, I want to get in touch with the people. I feel that if I get in touch with that vibration, then people will just appear. Because actually, I'm not that active on my Instagram and stuff, but still, I have this opportunity to travel. And connecting with teachers also and practitioners, they will open doors everywhere. I just came from India and I met people from everywhere on the world and I have doors on all these countries. So I like wielding like a, a web <laughs> with people and just being open and just being yourself. Sometimes, yeah, it's afraid. You, you can get afraid of being invited, for example, the first time. Oh my God, when I was invited in Mexico to an international event. And I said, oh my God, yes, of course. And how many people can I have in a room? And they said, yeah, 75 people maybe. And I'm like, what? This is so much people for me in that moment. And at the end, I had 135 people in my class. And this was a period when I was doing first some dancing and then going to the asana practice uh, that I described before. It was like a, a proof for me <laughs> that if I was true with what my journey was giving me as a tool, 
then just the people that are in tune with that will just come and will open the doors everywhere. So this is the way I, I started traveling and learning always, sharing. <laughs> yeah, it seems very organic. As you mentioned, you just set your vibration, set your intention, and just allowed things to manifest in that way. So it sounds like your advice for other people would be, one, to travel. If you actually get into a place like in Rishikesh, like in India, where you meet people from around the world, then your opportunities will just explode, right? That's, that is so true. <laughs> Yeah, as I said before, there are a lot of ways and every way is valid. But I've seen teachers, I met teachers, that they have built a whole trip just on the web. They start writing everyone and it's valid and this is a way. But I just don't like to be a lot in computers and stuff. So this is not my way, but maybe... I really, I use this tool, obviously, for, for Yoga's Garden because I work with the Instagram of Yoga's Garden. So I know it's another way and maybe getting the balance of them, <laughs> but I'm working on that. Yeah, the balance, right? And as you mentioned, like social media takes a lot of time and energy and it's all sending it out, right? Usually with social media, energy is not coming in a positive way. It's not filling our cups. It's not... It, their psychology, I think, has long proved it that it's a difficult space to exist in and to navigate as a yoga practitioner and teacher and facilitator and trying to do it in a way that feels right in our hearts. Like, that's a challenge. That really is. And um, so I know you've also spoken about your family and yoga's garden and that your dad started yoga when he was so young. So something I always like to ask is about what yoga in your country is like. Like what is yoga in Honduras like? Has it been a common word that everybody knows what yoga is for 50 years or is it just starting to grow? I would just love if you could paint us that picture. There's still people not approaching yoga because of religious kind of things, but it, it's it's nowadays getting more acceptable. I think everyone knows or anyone would have the idea of yoga being asana practice, for example. <laughs> That's a <the> beginning <laughs> because Yoga's Garden has already 20 years and when we opened the studio, like it, it was very difficult to explain and for people to open. There's a, a teacher that she's from the career of psychology in the university. So every year she brings her students for one class of yoga. So they have this also as a tool and they can speak about Yoga as a tool, having already an experience of one class, at least one class, so they can speak about that. And also, like for example, my dad, he teached uh, yoga in a church also. So it's getting very open now. But when we started, actually, there is a, a school, the Gran Fraternidad Universal, which it would be the great universal fraternity, which is, uh, they study philosophy and also they have yoga classes. And it was them and us. 
in that time teaching yoga. We, we needed patient. It, it's just that we were very patient. And I really think that is because yoga is our lifestyle or our life guidance. <laughs> so we were just open to go with the rhythm of nature. Nature will bring the practice eventually to everyone. And nowadays it's amazing because everyone wants to practice yoga because it's fashion. And now... Everyone knows what yoga, or everyone would think as yoga as an asana practice. And it's getting to be also in some schools. There are people asking for us to teach on schools. So, for example, in the capital, uh, it's now more, I don't know if acceptable is the word, but yeah, it's, there are more people practicing it and wanting to practice it 20 years ago. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that it's progressing in that direction. I'm glad that more and more people are becoming open to it. That's really great. And I also would love to hear, Soul, you just speak about Honduras as a whole, for our listeners who don't know too much about your country, what about Honduras would you like us to know? Okay, yeah. Honduras, it's a small country and it's right in the middle of America, of this continent. So we are in a very tropical weather. So we have a lot of green and it's a place if you like for example diving is the perfect perfect spot as a country we haven't worked a lot on in marketing <laughs> so it's very virgin still so we have a lot of virgin woods and mountains and, and for example as i said before the the sea we have the second biggest coral reef after australia it's perfect spot to come because also the weather is perfect it's never that cold and it's never that hot and if you want to practice yoga or if you want to come and share your yoga practice here and teach well, we are in the capital and open for you maybe also to come here and teach <laughs> oh, thank you i definitely want to come i'm just itching to get to central america because i've really traveled very little in central america i've only visited mexico that's it so i need to get over there so soul this is a question i ask every guest on the podcast and i'd love to hear your thoughts it is what is your personal definition of yoga Yoga methodology, an everyday methodology <laughs> to get in touch with your true nature and, and get in touch with your true nature gives you capacity to connect with all the nature around me and feel that we are all the same, one, one big energy. There is something that you need to build every day building that love inside of you. The yoga practice is not just to get in on top of your mat and do your physical practice, but that's just something to trigger your true practice outside the mat, being in tune with your true nature. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
So so for our listeners who have tuned in and they want to ask you a question or want to reach out or want to learn more about coming to Honduras and taking yoga with you or anything, what is the best way that they can get in touch with you? Of course, I'm going to share your website and your social media links on the show notes. So wherever a listener is listening, they can just scroll down, click the button and be connected with you. And on my website, wildyogatribe.com slash yoga in Honduras. But just here on the podcast itself, how can people get in touch with you? Okay, they can reach me through Instagram, Sol, S-O-L, Nazar, N-A-Z-Z-A-R. Yes, and I don't know, I would love to, to keep on learning by traveling and meeting people all around. And I really think that this podcast is the way to connect people because I, I, I love the fact that to listen to every conversation that it's meaning to share ways of and points of view, you know, around yoga. You just need to listen and, and a way of traveling also. So... So, yeah. Oh, thank you, Soul. It's been such a joy to be with you. And I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. Very happy to. <laughs> thank you again. <laughs> thank you for the gift of your attention today. If you feel called, please share this episode with someone who you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. I also hope you can join me online on my website, wildyogatribe.com or on social media. I would love to get to know you better. I would love to share with you and to hear your thoughts. Send me a DM, send me a note, get in touch. It would be great to hear from you. And as always, be well, dear one, be well. Oh.